0: everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your hosts, Sarian Petrucci.
1: And Scott Jans.
0: This is episode two, For the Love of Backpacking.
1: On this episode, we're gonna discuss why we love backpacking so much and share some pretty cool stories about our trail adventures. Quite frankly, I think we have to be kind of crazy sometimes to go out there, but uh, we're gonna have fun on this show and just share some really cool stuff about what we've encountered uh, going solo and taking people out um, into the backcountry. So So um, I'll kind of ask you first, Ariane, like why did you, like, how did you fall in love with backpacking?
0: You know, Scott, I don't actually remember the moment I fell in love with backpacking. I can tell you for certainty when I fell in love with the outdoors. I mean, I i was in college, I was a little, I was a late bloomer and I had gone on a day hike with, I, I, I think it was, somebody had planned the trip and we went out there and I don't actually remember talking to anybody in the group at all. but. I found this ledge, and it overlooked a valley, and I could hear voices in the distance, but I sat on that ledge, and I was amazed at what I was seeing. It was absolutely breathtaking, and I could hear the leaves moving. I could actually hear, and I didn't know if that was an illusion or if I could actually hear it. And so I sat there and in a very meditative state unbeknown to me, I, I could listen to the leaves communicate with each other. And it just, it blew me away. And that moment has stuck with me my entire life. And every time I walk outdoors now, I listen to the leaves. And it, it's amazing when you can just listen to what's in your surroundings. It, it, it just, it makes me fall in love with it all over again.
1: So how did you get a backpack on? Okay, I mean, like, what yeah. made you like, I was like, hey, I'm gonna go put on 30 pounds on my back and I'm just gonna go walk <laughs> uphill a little bit.
0: Well, yeah, so I knew I loved the outdoors and um, I got roped into backpacking um, via an old boyfriend and he was in love with it. Um, so I was along for the ride. And my very first backpack... Did he, like, (laughs)
1: carry you on his back? When you say along (laughs) for the ride, did you actually have your own backpack on?
0: (laughs) That would have been the more ideal situation. It was not easy, no. Um, I had an external frame pack, and it was loaded with, I think, a lot of useless things, actually. I (laughs) I just remember, I don't remember the walk at all, but I do remember setting up camp and that night a bear came to visit us and I was frozen inside my tent I had no idea what to do or how to react I locked up I was terrified I I envisioned the bear coming into the tent and eating me for dinner it scared me half to death I I I mean, now I feel a little bit more experienced and can handle that situation a lot better rather than just being one terrified, frozen individual.
1: And so you love the bear experience so much, you just went ahead well, and did it again. Please tell me your second time
0: oh, was better. No, no. My second time was probably worse. The, the second time I put on a pack, we went camping. I don't even remember where we were, but we were in a valley somewhere. And I remembered it rained so hard that night, so hard. And I'm pretty sure the tent was either really old or it already had pre-existing holes in it. (laughs) And we ended up with a lake in in our tent and we floated with water for quite some time <laughs> I, and i remember thinking to myself this is fun this is an experience
1: as long as you didn't hear like dueling banjos in the background I guess no not out. on
0: that trip not on that trip other ones for sure um and i can't I, believe
1: after those two experiences you actually are still going backpacking today
0: <laughs> I, yeah i don't know what the turning point was um, stubbornness. I, I, perhaps. <laughs> that's That seems to be something I hold on to. Uh, now, I can't tell you the turning point for how and when I fell in love with backpacking. I think it boiled down to all the little bits and pieces of the experience. And before I knew it, I couldn't wait to strap everything onto my pack and it uh, onto my back and 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 get out there and and experience even more, you know. For me, it's not a moment that makes me fall in love with the outdoors. It's 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 all encompassing, and I, and I'm sure that you feel the same way too. But I, to me, it's my reset button. It's it it completely resets me. It declutters my mind. It it allows me to be connected to what's really important in my life and the ability to have such dramatic solitude. Um, the, the I would say that is that is how and why I still love backpacking. What about you, Scott?
1: Uh, you know, I think for me um, growing up in in the city um i didn't really have a lot of exposure to the outdoors and um like like you i was influenced uh by someone i was dating at the time who had just uh, hiked the appalachian trail and um she had come home off the trail and you know we i remember we were out in coffee one time having coffee and Um, she's like yeah I just got done hiking the Appalachian Trail and I I literally looked at her and I said what the heck is an Appalachian Trail (laughs) Uh, I had no idea I mean I I had no idea that there was
0: I get it I hadn't heard of the Appalachian Trail for a long
1: time So, you know I started doing research on it and I I think it was just a calling I I don't I can't explain it it was a calling to do something To me, it seemed like it was uh, bigger than myself. And, um, you know, my first backpacking experience wasn't, uh, I mean, it it certainly wasn't uh, like a rainbow and, and, you know, like beautiful, um, you know, music in the wilderness and and fairies and stuff. Actually, it it Were there banjos
0: for you? There were
1: no banjos for me. Um, And it it was really, uh, I, I think it was probably, my first night, backpacking probably in and after twenty years was almost my worst night. Because really? yeah, I I didn't have a good I didn't have a sleeping bag, so I borrowed a sleeping bag. It didn't fit. It was a so I, I felt like claustrophobic in the sleeping bag. I couldn't sleep and I thought, oh God, you know, like I, I don't know if I like this very much. But there was but the calling to to do something bigger than myself and to expose myself uh, was bigger than than that issue. and so um, I continued to go and um, you know, I, I think for me, um, when I really fell in love with it was um, I was I, I went on my first backpacking trip uh, into the Smoky Mountain uh, National Park. and uh, you know, I, I thought, you know if I, I'm gonna go out there and spend three days backpacking and if i if I like it, and it's something that I really feel connected to. Then you know uh, I'm going to embrace it. And I, I had the best time. I met some great people. Um, I had both rain and sun and, and cold, and it was just it was such a beautiful experience that uh, I've been backpacking ever since. I've never stopped. And uh, I think it for me it was it it's it's the it's the connection. It's the it's the disconnection. From the world that I've I've known for a long time, as far as the concrete world, but then it's the connection to the world I don't know, um, which is Mother Nature. And today I still don't know it. I, I, I still learn uh, about it all the time, and and I think it was it was hard. Uh, backpacking is is hard, but the payoffs are so big when you come over a, a, a mountain or you come across a field or, or there's something that the trail always provides you because you worked really hard that day to get there, and um, for me, it's the only time where I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in life, right there at that moment. And I think that's that's why I keep, you know, I keep doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and sometimes it, it, sometimes it, it, you know, the trail uh, sucks out there, but 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 even when it sucks, I love it. It's still beautiful. So
0: yeah, you know, the one thing. That draws me back in every time is the inability to have control. I, I mean, you know this about me. Our listeners don't necessarily, but I'm a control freak. I have some control tendencies. And when I go out there, that all goes away because I'm no longer in control.
1: Yeah. I love that. yeah, I think that's I think that's what I love about it, too, is that you know you you have control. A, a very little about, you know, maybe how you, you know, you you pack your pack. But that's about it. Other than that, I mean, it's like it's, you know, you never really know what the trail is going to um it's going to provide for you and um
0: and what yeah. mother nature is going to hand you. <laughs> and, and i love it
1: because she doesn't really care about your weekend plans no she doesn't no she doesn't not really. at all she's like a wicked <laughs> wicked stepmother yeah who, pretty much Who like welcomes you home and then tells you to get out it's like she just doesn't really care that much that you're gonna hey i'm gonna go hike the appalachian trail and you know it's to like, have that uh,
0: much power <laughs> Right. what a gift uh
1: it only yeah Absolutely. So, okay, so so you've been backpacking all these years and and you've been out there and you survived the bear attack and the flood. Yeah. Um, So, uh, what do you, thus far, what do you think has been your most memorable uh, backpacking experience by yourself, like going out there solo?
0: By myself? Hmm. You know, I'm gonna have to say it would be the Kalalau Trail in Kauai. It's in the off the Nepali coast in Kauai. That has to be my most memorable experience. And 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 it's and it's for such a broad reason too. I had been well actually I had unexpectedly been given an opportunity to go over to Hawaii and I jumped at it of course. Why wouldn't I? But I extended my trip even further and spent nine days in Kauai by myself just taking it all in. And I had planned and gotten permits to hike the Kalalau Trail, um, which is a notorious trail in the United States. And I I felt... Nervous, but I felt very prepared for anything that I would come across. I remember doing so much research about it. And I mean, I mean, pretty much what I read is do not go on this trail. You might die. (laughs) And I was like, okay, well then I'm going to do it. And I remember I was so prepared for the hike. And here's why I love the whole control thing. It, I was ready to go I woke up that morning I was packed mentally prepared and the weather took a really bad turn and all of a sudden in my head I was like I don't think this is a wise move to go cuz everything I had read warned me about the rain high winds and I mean it was like the worst possible weather that could have come through so I delayed My start. um, I was highly discouraged by it too. And then a second day rolled by and I had to yet again um, not go. And by this time I was just, I was just, I was so stir crazy. I wanted to go that on the third morning I said, okay, let's just see what happens. And I put on the pack, got there in the dark started my hike. I didn't have another soul around me. I was all alone and I began hiking and what I had anticipated per all the reviews that I had read was I was going to break my hike into two days. It was, it was just an 11-day trail but um, you know it can be pretty rigorous because it's all cliff side hiking, and you're extremely exposed, and, and there are a lot of challenges that you can face on the trail, so I had anticipated, and before I knew it, I was already at my campsite, and <laughs> it was mid-morning, so I decided to keep going, and the the beauty that I was surrounded by, and the the feeling of being on such a uncomfortably unknown it's, it was like unknown territory to me and I had never been on an exposed cliffside before I, I'm used to the woods I'm used to I'm just not used to that environment was a whole brand new environment for me and I embraced it and everything that I was so concerned about like the particular sections that everybody had feared and People were talking about, um, you know, how unstable the trail was and, and everything that I had in my mind prepared myself for it being the worst. And this, if I can just get through this section, I'll be fine. <laughs> and I was on the other side of that section before I even had a chance to to even worry about it. And it was so empowering for me to do that alone. And to have experienced it and 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 I felt as though I was on the edge of the world all by myself. I maybe passed three hikers all day. And the power of the solitude and the and the power of listening to my surroundings and and feeling so incredibly exposed and vulnerable and proud of myself. Like it all it all connected to be this the most spectacular thing that I, I honestly, I can't describe. And
1: and that's such a beautiful part of the world on that island.
0: Oh, oh my God. I mean, you should, the first time. So the, the first time I saw right? that when I saw the like the Nepali coastline, like the, the actual like the famous mountains that make up that area, I, I couldn't even believe the depth of what I was seeing. It was it was absolutely breathtaking. That's cool. Yeah, I would have to say that's hands down my favorite solo experience. That's cool. Yeah, I don't, I mean I know you've done solo. I I mean the majority you know, of your life.
1: I think my I think my most I think the most memorable trip um, was going down into the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon in Arizona. It's the it's the second largest canyon in Arizona, and it's a dry canyon. So there's no water down there. And Well, the, how
0: did you expect to, were you gonna pack all your water in?
1: I did. I did pack <laughs> all my water. In, That's
0: probably why. And,
1: um, and, 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 you know, it, the Sycamore Wilderness Canyon—it's it, kind of known for its um, weirdness. So there's been some Bigfoot sightings and UFO sightings in there, and it, it's kind of known. But one of the one of the things it is definitely known for is um, the the amount of people that have have had to get rescued out of there. And uh, it's just not an easy, just not an easy uh, trail to do. The, the trail signs most most of the time are missing, and there's a lot of uh, horse trails that go in there. Uh, it used to be a very uh, old ranching uh, trail, um, cattle trail um, from the 1800s. So th- there's, it, it, it's just difficult, and I got lost. I lost the trail.
0: You lost... The trail.
1: I lost. Lost
0: the trail. Instead of trusting the trail, I
1: lost the trail.
0: (laughs) How did you? Now, I mean, I from experience know how to lose a trail, but how did you lose the trail? So
1: I was I I was coming down, and it's a it's a very uh, it's like a seven thousand foot um, descent into the into the canyon, and you know once you get down there, you're in this you're in this creek bed, and the creek bed's probably. Oh, it's, it's gotta be every bit of fifty yards wide and you know, you're in boulders and you're looking for cairns, um, rocks on top of rocks and you're in a a creek bed and you know for with w- rocks with rocks and the thing is is that that area flash floods all the time um i'm surprised i didn't see your tent uh flood flooding by uh,
0: yeah it might it might <laughs> have gone by <laughs> the week before <laughs>
1: but uh it's uh it's it's very prone to flash floods and so the cairns are knocked down quite a bit and it's a very it's a big snow melt area too in the spring um and you know i was down there and i could not for the life of me find find the trail and um uh, it took me several hours uh, the next morning. I camped along, literally, I camped in, in the creek bed um, on this little sand ridge. Um, and uh, very fortunately, I'd found a, a watering hole um, from the snow melt. I'd gone in April, so there was still some water laying around from the snowmelt. And albeit it was pretty dirty and filthy and I had to boil it, um, I managed to get some water um, and... Uh, it took me probably I don't know maybe two three hours in the morning to find the trail again, but I was lost. I mean, I really thought, oh God, this is it. You know, some cougar. Some cougar. I'm gonna I'm gonna be dinner. You know, I could hear the dinner bell ringing for the, uh, all, the all the wildlife in the canyon. Um, I think when the vultures start flying over your head, you know, you start. Losing that confidence. would be cons-
0: that would be absolutely. <laughs> so concerning. I think that it was
1: the best trip. Um, the, it was one of the best solo trips I've ever had in my life, and um, uh, so I think you know having that fear, but also having you know trusting my navigation skills and trusting that the trail was going to reveal itself, and just tr- and not panicking and not and not you know getting uptight. Um, for me. Not only was it one of the most challenging trips I've ever been on, but I would probably say that one of the most rewarding trips um, because you know I made it out fine and I, d- I did come out a day early, but you know hey you know I, you know running out of water is, is a very high motivating factor <laughs> <laughs> to get back to the trailhead <laughs> to your car. So uh, um, so what what do you think? So you you take groups out. What do you think? What's been your most memorable trip? Um, you know taking a group. Like a place or or something, they yeah, like a place.
0: You know, there have been so many. There have been so many memorable times when I've taken people out, but I would have to. I I'm gonna go with Isle Royale in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Actually. It's an island off the coast of Michigan. It's a national park. It is a national park. And it's actually closer to Canada than it is to Michigan, but it is part of Michigan. I was floored by how absolutely just the rawness of the beauty and the immensity of wildlife there. But I think for me... That was probably the most impactful. I I mean, granted, I had taken my best friend and her boyfriend at the time. Um, sh- they had signed up to come because they weren't going to miss out on that, and to get to watch her alone, she, it was so rewarding to get to watch her experience backpacking for the very first time. What did
1: you see? Well, I mean, already there's a ton to see out there. What, see any wildlife?
0: Uh, I saw a moose. Moose. A mama moose and a baby moose um, came running directly into camp. Um, So that was really amazing. Um, First night we were there, we were sitting on the dock and a fox comes up. Um, And I mean, it is like determined to get into this kayak. And so we were we were trying to shoot the. The fox away, and the fox was just determined. And so, this interaction with the fox alone that happened on the third night again, and we saw the aurora borealis. Oh wow! It was absolutely the most stunning, unexpected, actually, Um, absolutely beautiful. And everything, every day was full. We were there five days, and every day was so full of adventures and unexpected sightings and and just like this this intense closity closeness to wildlife that you don't typically get out in the wilderness and and they weren't fearful of humans yet they were skittish but it was it was pretty unbelievable to have to to be backpacking on a remote island that (laughs) I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was absolutely the most beautiful experience.
1: That's cool. Yeah, That's very cool.
0: I'm 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 lost for words because there's just so much to say about that place and 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 the trip that we had with the people that were on it.
1: I think mine. I think mine would have to be the Grand Canyon, um, the Thunder River Deer Creek Creek Loop hike um, off the North Rim of the Canyon. It's uh, Took five people out there um, last year, and um, you go from eight thousand feet down in to to about maybe I don't know, like twelve hundred feet to the Colorado River, and um, it. I, I mean, you get to see the Grand Canyon making its own weather, um, if
0: you get there. If
1: you get down there, um, the 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 climb down is just it's amazing. And what amazes me about the Grand Canyon is that, you know, you can do all this research and, and um, you know, you, you prepare and, and you plan, but she, she she will lie. She's a liar. Uh, you know, you, you look at the scope of, of your, your existence and you're, you're in this canyon and you are a pebble. I mean, you are a tiny, tiny little speck of dust compared to how big that that canyon is, and you know, like you just can't, you don't, you don't really, um, you can't, you can't plan for that. You you know, that's completely unforeseeable. And um, uh, what was the coolest part of the? I think that whole trip was the, um, you know, the weather. Not only was the weather making itself, but when we finally got down to the Colorado River, which which you know, it's only seven miles away from the from Monument Point. When you start to think seven miles, what's like gonna take you know like oh, a half a day? No time. Two days to get down there yeah. because it's not it's not the distance. It's the it's how hard and how long it takes you to do one mile. How I mean, steep? It's steep, and it's fifty-two switchbacks going down the red wall into Surprise Valley um and and it's it's not like it's just a regular dirt trail i mean most of it is is slate and loose rock um that is completely moving under your feet the whole time so you're backpacking really slow um but when we get we got down to the colorado river and then we, um, we trekked along, we trekked a three mile trek along the river to Deer, uh, to Deer Creek, which is really an oasis in the desert. And I kid you not, it really, it looks like something Las Vegas built. I mean, it's really, it's crazy cool and crazy beautiful. But you're underneath this waterfall, it's like 85, 90 degrees down there. And, you know, three days later, you're up back up on the North Rim climbing out and, and we encountered a thunder snow shower.
0: What is a thunder snowstorm? It's shower?
1: a snowstorm with thunder and lightning.
0: <laughs> That's incredible.
1: And so we got up there, uh, eight thousand feet, and you know there's like you know two and a half inches of snow on our. On our car, and so on our backpacks, and it was just—it was like the—it was like Mother Nature saying, um, "Thank you for the visit. Please come again. Come again. Here's a <laughs> little now. snow. Here's a little snow to remember you by." And it was just—it was just an amazing trip. It, it was—it was like really, really, uh, super amazing. So, um, so like, okay, so you take people out. You take people out in the backcountry. Um, a lot of it, I know you do it for your first time, and or it's their first time because I know you—you you teach it. Um, what do you think are some of the funnier moments that you've experienced um, taking people out backpacking for their first time? Having remembered your first trip, um, what you know, like you know, what are some of the funnier things you've heard other people say?
0: Yeah. Oh man, so many! I think it always comes with the people that are experiencing it for the first time because what comes out of their mouth. is is, it's just so it's so honest and it's It's raw it's It's so raw and it's and it's 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 a fact what they say is a fact and yet you've been so comfortable with it for so long that you forget to look at it like that and i think i'm gonna share two experiences because the number one was i took a girlfriend out backpacking for her first time and she had Actually, never even camped overnight outdoors. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I learned that while we were backpacking, and and she she wasn't drinking water. And I and I was just like, why? Like drink water. Like this. Is, you know, it sounded a tough trail that we were on, but she would she wouldn't drink water, and 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 I, so I asked her about it, and she simply. Stated that she didn't want to have to go to the bathroom, and I, I simply said to her, "Well, you're here all night. You're gonna eventually have to use the restroom." And she goes, "Yeah, but I don't want to if I don't have to." So I was like, "Okay, that's interesting."
1: When you say restroom, you're really talking about the woods. Well, yes, I am talking,
0: but yes, (laughs) the restroom in the woods, (laughs) the the boxed-in, tiled floor. (laughs) <laughs> the restroom in the woods, right? Yeah, right. right. Everyone, everyone goes there. oh no. So anyway, um, so we we had been eating dinner, and I mean, it, it finally came to the point where she couldn't. Sh- she had to go to. She had to go. And <laughs> all of a sudden, we hear this like shriek from <laughs> from down the way, and. You just hear the disgust in her voice, and she comes back like just sulking and so defeated. And she simply says one say- statement, and she goes, "I just peed on my shoes." <laughs> and I mean, I I burst out in laughter <laughs> just out of like the whole situation was was humorous in that moment. And I then I instantly gave her a huge hug, and <laughs> and you know it was all good. Um, But that was a genuine fear of hers, is going to the bathroom in the woods. And she faced it, and it didn't go well for her at all. But it's that moment that she was able to get over, and uh, that was pretty funny. You know another one is we were up on a bald in North Carolina, completely exposed, wonderful trip. We took two beginner backpackers, their very first time. And on an overnight, and we were abruptly woken up at, I would say, around 6 a.m. to the most frustrated <laughs> yell. That I, could, I could, that's the only way I can describe it, followed by the most angry words Why won't you die? Why won't you die? Everybody in camp was up at this point, and we we all sat up, thinking, "What is happening?" And she's fighting with a spider inside of her tent. <laughs> so she faced that fear. Uh, so that was an incredible moment. That was, had to
1: be one tough spider.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it I didn't want to die.
1: Got, obviously, she was <laughs> screaming.
0: I think that it's just so much fun to 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 see this like. Just the honest truth coming from people experiencing things for the first time that we that would take for granted.
1: Well, yeah, because you remember, you know, like, you remember your first experience. You know, for you, it was the bear. Like, why won't you leave? Yeah, why get out won't of, you leave? Get uh, out
0: of my. Yeah. This is my home tonight. <laughs> right, right, right. right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, I remember. Uh, I took a boot camp class out, and um, we were uh, we were camping along the uh, Chattooga River, and where they filmed the Deliverance movie. And so, Okay,
0: you know that that's going to be a memorable oh yeah, absolutely. situation yeah, absolutely. already.
1: Because you know, I told deliverance jokes all
0: Oh, yeah, you set bad. yourself up for it.
1: So this girl, um, so there's two girls that are camping along the shore and one of the girls, um, you know, she says, hey, look, I'm allergic to, to bee stings.
0: Oh, I know that well.
1: So she, she tells her friend, she goes, look, if you hear me scream for any reason, I want you to go, come over here, grab my epipen, and stab me in the leg, you know, for any reason. And so her, the, this other girl that went with us, she's like, "Okay, I got you covered. I, I'm, I'm here." So this um, sounds
0: like an episode. Right um, out of like a. So it was a series. little.
1: It was a little windy that day. A little windy that morning. So we're all up. We're we're getting ready to pack our packs up, and she un- she <laughs> unstakes her tent, and the tent lifts up like a like a balloon, and blows like thirty feet into the river.
0: Into the river. Into the
1: river. <laughs> she she screams,
0: "Oh my god!"
1: Her friend, <laughs> the other boot camper is um, kind of like, I don't know, maybe like 30 yards away, but really can't see her because there's a, like a little hill over it. And she's like, oh my God, that's it. I That's the sign. That's the call. That's the <laughs> epi, epi pin call. So she runs, <laughs> grabs the <epi> pin, and <laughs> runs at her like... Can you imagine? Like psycho, <laughs> you know, ready to stab her <laughs> at the leg. She goes, no, 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 don't stab me. And we see the tent floating down... I, it, do you think downling, that was my
0: tent floating down? It
1: could have been. Either way, uh, yeah. I, I really do. You actually get to see a tent
0: floating in know, a river.
1: Put, I mean, still put together. By the way, it's not like it's <laughs> collapsed. It's the hiking poles are still <laughs> attached. And the tent really is still kind of in place. So I went in the river and and grabbed and grabbed the tent and and got it out of there. But it was. It was hilariously. I mean, just to hear them story about like, man, you almost Abby pinned me. I mean, like you, <laughs> you almost stabbed me in the leg. I'm like, well, you, you made the call. You, you screamed.
0: <laughs> You sounded the alarm.
1: So, um, yeah. So I think that was probably, um, probably one of the my one of my more favorite uh, stories. Uh, you know, boot camps always fun because you always get people that you know either overpack. We had one guy one time that actually uh, didn't even bring a backpack. He just brought a garbage bag and put it over his shoulder. I'm like, yeah, I don't...
0: That that might get uncomfortable. that's
1: not <laughs> backpacking, but I love your innovation. I love your creativity. It is
0: good. Crea- I mean, wait, if you, if you don't have something. Right. Don't, no, don't let it hinder you. He
1: was prepared to uh, carry that backpack uh, over his shoulder, the, or the garbage bag, the whole way. Did he do way. it? No, no, no. We... <laughs> we, we got him a backpack. So, <laughs> oh, hey guys, um, it's cool. about that time. Um, we are getting, um, our dogs are looking at us right now, like, dude, you need to take us outside. So it's, we-
0: It's at the point where they're probably going they, they're to starting have an to pace. accident, yeah. so. <laughs>
1: so we're gonna let you guys go. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can re- remember to uh, catch us on the TV or the Backpacker TV Facebook page, Or the Backpacker TV uh, group page. So uh, we're going to be posting these podcasts on both those pages, our our page and our group, and uh, along with some other cool, really, stuff. And so, uh, hey, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, we're here to inspire you along the way. Thanks so much, guys.